Hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threads podcast. I'm here with, uh, you You don't want me to say your government name, right? I mean, yeah, you can call me Crystal. <laughs> okay, uh, with Crystal, because um, like, our IG is Bay Poppin. Bay, wait, Bay Poppington? Hey, that, that's your IG name, right? Yeah, yeah, Bay Poppington. <laughs> that, that, that's really, that, that's cool. I had you saved in the calendar as Bay Poppington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, me and uh, Crystal met at um, through the group chat, actually. When you think about it, we had to take it that far. But we didn't meet in person till uh, the Dreamville Fest uh, Festival that uh, passed just this April and uh, stuff of that nature. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to go into detail on your background and leading up to uh, a Dreamville Fest, uh, you're free to do so, Miss Crystal. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> um, so I was not always a fan of J. Cole. It, it kind of took me a little while to catch on. Like I remember Forest Till Drive coming out and everybody kind of talking about it and it having a buzz. But I didn't really pay that much of attention, close attention to it. And maybe within like the last couple of years, I have this rule like where if I hear an artist three times plus and like I don't even know it's the artist and I realize it's the same person I'm like I'm a fan <laughs> so that's kind of what happened where I started digging deeper into his music and found out that I really like um, a lot of what J. Cole talks about so naturally it was a no-brainer when I saw that Dreamville 2 was happening I didn't make the first one uh, but I did definitely want to go to the second one and that was my first festival experience really that was your first festival like experience yeah. as a whole yeah completely my first festival that's cool. Uh, my first festival experience, I think, was definitely the first Dreamville Fest, man. Because you know, you know, just seeing like from um from one performance to another performance to another performance yeah, and everything. Yeah. When I go to the concert, the first concert I ever went to was the Tyler Creator concert uh, back when he dropped the Cherry Bomb and everything. Ooh. So it's like you know the tickets weren't as heavy and lucrative as they are like now. Mm -hmm. And everything, because like now, dude's like in a whole nother league, which is it's beautiful to see like a lot of artists kind of growing to themselves um, over the years, and it's a blessing too, because a lot of artists get uh, their lives cut short way early. Um, but it's like, yeah, uh, for J Cole and everything, you know, through high school, like I know I heard a lot of his songs like in middle school. I think that's when he dropped like I "Can't Get Enough," "Can't Get Enough." And uh, the other, uh, the power uh, song too. Um, I, that was my first introduction um, to J Cole. I just thought he was just like at first, just like another rapper and everything that was just popping. Like, yeah, sure, it's like a good song, but I didn't really like grow like a tune uh, with J Cole until like, uh, of course, uh, uh, I think he dropped uh, before 2014 Forest Hills Drive. It was a, uh, it was Born Center, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was Born Center. Um, and like, uh, yeah, she got a couple songs on the radio. And like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, it's cool, cool J Cole. Yeah, he, he's he's a good artist. But 2014, like when uh, once uh, the Forest Hills drive, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. drive, I started getting more into like his his album and just from song to song. Everybody kept making memes about how fire that album was, and he did with like no features. Next thing you know, I was listening to every mixtape he had. I was into the warm up, the come up, and everything. And that's when I really became like a bona fide bona fide uh, J Cole fan. So it's like you know he kind of like in a sense he kind of influences my style to a certain degree in regards to like uh just what the kind of music i want to be putting out um in the in the coming years and stuff of that nature so yeah there's that i didn't always pay close attention to j cole it was actually crooked smile that did it for me because i used to always hear it on the radio mm -hmm. and i kind of was like okay you know i like this guy's message this is a cute song and then I don't remember what song I stumbled across next. It may have been Power Trip. But at that point, his name had enough buzz to me that I was like, let me go ahead and 
check out some of his other stuff. And that's when I came across Four Steel Drive. And I mean, I pretty much been sold ever since because it's a masterpiece. Yeah, no, seriously, it's definitely like and like the album's album when you think about it, because it's just like, you know, I feel like that's where albums should be like, should definitely speak about all uh, all sorts of aspects of life and everything. And I feel like J. Cole kind of masters that and making a lot of his songs like relatable to everybody, uh, not just not just one person but it's like you know that's why i feel like out of like the top three with kendrick and like drake and j cole i feel like j cole is just my personal favorite because i feel like he just kind of touches upon that average joe type it's just like you don't have to be like well obviously you don't have to be a thug or whatever but just like you know just having perspective and everything and surviving in the system but also just like you know just being like um vulnerable uh, with your music and really just touching upon the soul is uh, what makes a, a very very um high frequency high value artist and it doesn't really come down to just you know toting guns or whatever i have this much money about you and everything like he kind of just showcased like that just growth and everything and that's just that's just what i really that really resonates uh, with me and uh, uh j cole's uh music as a whole so it's like when it's just like getting on that dreamville fest was just a no-brainer for me um i was in durham at the time um the first one um i was going to college in durham uh, i think that was my freshman year yeah that might have been yeah that was my freshman year um uh transitioning to my sophomore year um and so i i, I bought my ticket and had to use that financial aid for that and i just got on the train and i walked all the way from the train station in uh raleigh um then i just walked all the way there to dreamville fest and i just met my brother and his girlfriend there so. Oh wow, you there, and then we had like ten hour days actually at the concert. It was it was kind of grueling. It um I didn't know what to expect going in with it being my first festival, but physically, it required a lot. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, yeah, man. It's just like that Dreamville Fest, the second one. It's just it's always a good time. It's always like a good vibe. Like everybody just seems to be on the same frequency. Like there's not like there's no fights going on from what I've seen. Um, there was no issues going on. No one was doing any crazy. Everybody was just vibing, having a good time, eating, paying an uh, exp expensive amount of food on the expensive amount of money on the food. I might have to stink in some food next time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a good time. And it's just like for me to just stay at a hotel and everything, um, just to be out there. I wish I was pulling up. You were at the parties and everything with everybody else in the group chat, right? Not all of them. Um, Actually, I don't think I caught up with anybody. No, no, I'm lying. There was one night afterwards we went to a bar and a few people showed up. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I would have made up with you there and everything. But at that point, like my license was still suspended, so I I can I didn't even drive there. So it's just like I couldn't really go anywhere. If it was up to me, I would have been at the at the meet and greets and all the events. But you know, it's just yeah. you know, fate didn't have it as such. Definitely next year for sure. Definitely want to do that. I want to perform at Dreamville Fest one day. I, I want to work so hard that I perform um at dreamville fest one day hopefully um sooner than later um but definitely hopefully one day um but uh yeah man it's just dreamville fest is actually slowly just becoming like just a part of like just me to a certain extent like you know even with the whole group chat situation like you want to tell like my my brother and this girl that oh, you know i'm gonna be meeting some people from the group chat here it's like they're just kind of like man you're not gonna meet those people they, they don't exist this is probably like spam accounts I know. <laughs> And it was just like, you know, when I pull up there, I'm like, you know, like, so like in the group chat, I was like the main one saying like, hey, let's all just meet up at the Ferris wheel, you know, because it's like, you know, it's just so tall, you can't miss it, you know, let's just right. all meet there, and I was just going to be the base, and then I started meeting up, like a couple people, like I think uh, the first one I met up there, um, 
It was uh this one girl. I forgot her name. It was, it was a white girl. Let me just uh, what was her name? I know she was twenty seven. I'm trying to figure out. Cause like I don't know everybody's name off the top of my head. I only know it's like a couple people. I know Jordan uh, Ford. Um, there was an artist himself was there. Um, and I think they're still uh they're still um commenting in the group chat still to this day, which is crazy. Um, oh really? I left afterwards. That was that. <laughs> left? Oh, I had to leave. I stayed in here. Like I know, uh, Sir Savage West, um, I Imani Vahan, Jerry. Yeah, there's there's certain people that are still there, but it's like, um, yeah, I met with one girl, and then uh, it was just I was just meeting up with everybody else from there too, and then next thing you know, it was like, well, how how deep was we at, at Dreamville Fest? It was like was like thirty, forty deep. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of people. And like the we ended up meeting up with a small group, but overall there were a lot of people from the group who met up. It just was like I can't do everything and still see all the performances. Yeah, no, see it just like yeah, we couldn't keep each other to see each and every uh um uh, performance because we had like cause some people wanted to see one person, once we want to see other people. But it was good that we actually got to meet up. Like it was just that we had to meet up at the second day instead of the first day. And everything. <laughs> So it's just like, one, one thing I thought was funny. There was some people that weren't even in the group chat, but they just saw us like posting. <laughs> they were just hopping. I thought that was funny. I didn't know everyone in the group chat. By that point, I'd only recognized like a couple of faces and names. So I assumed that everyone in the group was a part of the group. Like I had no idea that there were some people who slipped in that wasn't a part of the group. But like, it was really dope. Like the sense of community. Um, with everybody meeting up and then people were scheduling like brunches and the after parties and um, even just at the end of it when Cole was speaking to how amazing it was to come and hold something like this in the community that he started in and he hoped that uh, the community enjoyed it enough to be able to come back and do it again next year like it was a really dope experience. One great thing I liked about it, because I'm I'm literally going through like the group chat right now, just scrolling through. It's just like one thing I really, really liked is that a lot of the a lot of the people from the group chat would meet up at other festivals, I think, which I think is pretty cool. So it's just like now we got like a little core group going on now. And uh if we keep it going, like, who knows? Maybe if they if J. Cole really does keep doing this like a yearly a yearly thing, we all just keep meeting up again and again and again and again. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Maybe we got join in the group again. Yeah, next year when it comes around. I'm just not a group chat person in general, but for this purpose, I'll definitely be joining it again next year. Oh yeah, sure. Do whatever you can. Um, whatnot. I'm still here. It's still like they still drop comments every once in a while. Then everything, not as like as much as like the other group chats I'm in, but it's like you know this one in particular. Yeah, like they just every now and then they'll just say something, and it's just yeah, it's just it's, it's always like a good time. I think uh. I think the next event they might show up is the Bonfire ATL, I think. Some mm -hmm. type of bonfire. Well, yeah, it's it's all it's all good stuff. And you, you didn't come just by yourself at Dreamville Fest, did you? So no, actually it didn't end up working that way. Um after I bought my ticket, I found out that one of my good buddies also had bought a ticket. Oh. So we basically said, Hey, let's just link up together, get a room, two beds, share it. And um that's what we did. So I did have one other person out there with me. Okay, is he from Virginia too? Yeah, he is. Uh, we actually met at a previous job. Okay, that's cool. I mean, uh, tell me, what, what was that job exactly? Actually, I'm still here. Um, I won't say the name of it or anything, but it is a, uh, I'm a trainer. I'm a corporate trainer for a call center. So the incoming agents that we have coming in, I train them and prepare them for their job. Oh, 
okay, that's that's boss stuff. That's that's a whole lot of boss stuff going on right there. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice, and everything. So it's just like, um, in regards, what was your favorite performance uh from Dreamville Fest, considering it was like your first Dreamville experience and stuff of that nature? Ooh, um, I hate to be cheesy and go with the obvious ones, but I love me some Ari Lennox. Anybody who knows me knows I love Ari. And you know what's so funny? This is a funny story. It's embarrassing, but it's funny. I had bought a VIP ticket and I knew that there were different things for the VIP people, but I didn't realize where the viewing areas were. And I just figured it out in time for Ari's performance. Uh. Prior to them, I was in the trenches. Like I was fighting with the general admission people pushing up to the front <laughs> and stuff like that. So when I found out that she was performing and I realized where the viewing area was, it was just like, wow, because it was almost right there at that little corner of the stage. And yeah. I could see her so good, and she sang my favorite songs. So I definitely got to give it to her. You remember the part where she was trying to get her little baby cousin to start singing, and he, he was just... He just yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. But yeah, I like that uh, that performance also. Given my dude, I was on the edible, bro. I was high. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. That's why I'm just like, no, never again. Because it's just like, no. Because it's just... I was still having fun, but I was so lost. Like, I had to really keep close to like, my brother and his girl. Because I was just like, bro, I'm not gonna find a way to get home if I really get separated from this. Yeah, it's, it was a lot of people in the the cell phone service. Oh my gosh, that's probably the only thing that I would say was a downside. And yes. I mean, it's to be expected, but the cell phones did not work at all. Yeah, man, it was just like I don't even know how we met up. To be honest, because <laughs> like, next time we're gonna have, if we're gonna have to meet up, we're just gonna have to have to claim the Ferris wheel every time and just we just have to meet at the Ferris wheel every time because we're not. We got to get some walkie talkies or something because it's just like, I don't know. Like at that point, I was just trying to take pictures, but then my phone wasn't working to take the pictures. So it's like, I'm going to just have to just do something else next day. Like I'm going to be more than prepared now because it's just like, it's just no more. I don't want to have no more issues. This I, I need to carry my own pocket Wi Fi or something going forward because no. And that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can get like, doesn't Google sell Wi Fi? A little Google Wi Fi, you can just tap on it and then you get Wi Fi. I think they do. Yeah, I'm I gonna just do that. I've never used them, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that. Carry it in my backpack or something, you know, just something, you know, it's just like I'm gonna have to carry my own power charging thing because charging your phone at Dreamville Fest uh, is a struggle. I swear you'll be sitting there. Portable chargers for rent. Yeah, the bro. I mean, they had that the first year. I don't know if they had it. I don't think they had it the second time. Like, Dream so they did. They did. Yeah, they had a table for it. Um, like off in the cut next to one of the lockers. Yeah, I'm gonna just carry my own because, <laughs> no, like renting out some portable chargers just. No, I, I'm mm -hmm. gonna bring like a large blanket. I, I gotta do something, you know. I just, I'm just gonna come more prepared this time because this year was just so. I didn't even know I was gonna go to Dreamville Fest or not. It was so, it was such a fun chance because it's just I was going through all sorts of things and there, so I didn't know if I was gonna be able to cover it or not because I was doing the little payment plans and doing it on layaway. Are you trying to do it on layaway this year? Um, you said I am. Am I trying to? Are you, is that what you're gonna shoot for? You're gonna pay it all like at once? Yeah, I'm gonna do layaway every time. Oh no, yeah. I mean, unless I just no, I don't see myself dropping that much at once, really, under any circumstances, <laughs> especially when it's not necessary. So I did layaway last time, and I would do it again. The only thing I would do is make sure that I'm waiting like at midnight to get my ticket, so that I could have got one of the cheaper tier brackets than the yeah. higher. 
I, I got to get VIP this time because I feel like at this point I'm a, I'm a Dreamville Fest Hall of Famer because I was at the first and second one. <laughs> and if this is going to be my third time, I got to do it right because no struggle, no nothing, just just none of that. <laughs> I just... I'm a dream festival goer and, and that's your scene. I think it's worth it. Like the bathrooms were cleaner. Yeah. The sections that were for VIP people was... You know, quieter than the the other stuff. Um, of course, the viewing stages that really, yeah, I mean, it for itself. Like, cause if you think about it, you have an all star lineup, so the artists that you're seeing are good, and then to have a seat, so to speak, that close, like, it's worth it. Yeah, you, get, you can be able to record a little bit easier since it's not like people like in front of you or nothing. Um, and it's just like you know. Uh, because once you got a raptor, you can be able to like stand on top and you can be able to just see all the performances like around the corner, right? Yeah, like, that's that's how it works. There was one, so there were different ones, you know, at the two different stages. One stage did have a like go up the stairs and stand at the top kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was for the highest tier VIP. Mm -hmm. There was like a high, high tier VIP section, but the mid-tier VIP section, it wasn't really stairs, but it was just like you were at a 45 degree angle almost from the corner of the stage. Oh, okay. It's well, hard to describe, but yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, that sounds like a good, it sounds like a dang good, um, what you call, uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, it sounds like a good viewing, man, mm -hmm. from that, from that stage, uh, point forward and everything. Um, was like, who are you, who are you trying to, who are you hoping might be, uh, um, performing next year? Sorry, I got a little bit of a brain fart there, but yeah, who who you who you think uh who would you like to see next year at Dreamville Fest? Mm. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I really liked JID. Mm -hmm. I really liked him. I liked his energy. I like his work. I definitely would like to see him come back. Um, I'm not really. He He's part of Dreamville, so that's that's, that's certain. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if if Cole has put any new artists on the Dreamville rec label. So it kind of goes without saying, like a lot of the same people we saw last time are going to be there again. But I don't know. It's a tough question. Yeah, I would hope, because uh, I know they had Lil Wayne and T.I. last time, and I didn't, wasn't able to see <laughs> them because I was already at the other side. Um, I forget who. Yeah, I was at the other side. Who, who's performing during T.I. and Lil Wayne? I don't remember, but I remember who it was. I was like, I can't miss them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe. Could you see Kevin Gates um, performing at Dreamville Fest? Um, I could see him performing. I mean, considering some of the other artists that they had there and the kind of music that was going on, I could see him. Yeah, Kevin I Gates definitely. Um, I know they had T Pain. Um, I feel like if Access Tentacion was alive, he'd definitely be performing at Dreamville Fest for sure. I could see that. Um. Yeah. Uh, definitely, Juice World. If he was alive, he would have done that. Um. Could Mac Miller? Would Mac Miller jump on Dreamville Fest? Ooh, yes. Bless his soul. Yes, I that could see Mac. But I don't know. Kind of has music that's sort of like in yeah, the same family as what Cole does. Yeah, it's like, yo, yeah, sure, they got the same vibe. I know what kind of relationship they have though. Like, cause I know like Big Sean and Mac Miller were cool. And everything, so it's like Big Sean performed at uh, Dreamville Fest the first time, so it's like that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. 
and everything. But if you could pick like another person, who's another person? Like maybe like they, they had the little throwbacks. I know the first time they had Nelly, and then the second time they had Ja Rule and Ashanti. Like who who else you feel like could fill up that uh that throwback uh, early two thousands? <laughs> so. I'm not gonna lie. There's really nobody from the early 2000s that I would want to see. <laughs> what? No, like I'm trying to think, and I'm coming. I'm drawing a blank. I'm coming up short. Nah, I mean it's okay to come up with blank. Like, you don't know for sure. Like early 2000s. Even me, I, I'm trying to figure out like because I know they got Nelly, Ja Rule, Ashanti. That's already early 2000s and full. I would say 50 Cent. I don't know if 50 Cent will make it for Dreamville Fest, though, because, you know, he's super busy and he's like a businessman and stuff, so. Yeah, 50 be busy being petty. I saw a post earlier today. Um, oh, yeah, with his son? Yes. <laughs> it's, like, and his son, I couldn't tell if he was being sincere or if he was being sarcastic, but um, I really don't know. I'm not sure who I would want to see perform. Yeah, surely. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, imagine getting like sixty seven hundred dollars a month, like for no reason. How old is he? How old is the fifty cent son? I'm not sure, <laughs> but he's still on child support. So weird. I think child support stops at like eighteen at the most. So he must be younger. That's still. I don't know. That's that's crazy. That is so crazy to just be going at your father like that and he's still paying child support. <laughs> and like really, really hefty child support that goes straight to you, <laughs> keep in mind, because sometimes it goes to the mom, it never gets to the kids. Like I know from experience. But it's like, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. Like for you to really just be dissing your pops over some stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't know. You know, I can't say too much because I'm not sure what the history of their relationship is. It seems like they don't have much of a relationship based on what the post was saying. Like he'll give that money to him just to spend a day with him to do things that he never had a chance to do. So, and I mean, he lives in New York. Like I don't know where he was raised and stuff like that. And like you said, how much of the money made it to him? But sixty-seven is not that much, to be honest. And when you live in New York. Um, it's probably even less. And I'm just thinking about the cost of living. Like I live in Virginia, you know, and 6,700 is decent. It's pretty good. But um, in New York, if he's maintaining like an apartment by himself, aren't there apartments like $2,500 a month? And that's like a cheap little flat or something like, you know, the little postage stamp sized apartments that you see on social media. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, if that's the case, I would have just moved out of New York then because I, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. Maybe he wants to stay there. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking that that's the most 50 has to give. If this is court order, normally the courts hit people pretty hard when it comes to child support. I hate to say it. Uh -huh. But if that was the maximum that they gave, it might be the best that 50 can do. So, with that in mind, you kind of got to take what you can get. All right. Well, I mean, what it is what it is, man. I don't know. Not, I want to say it's just like I can relate to him, but I don't know. Like him just saying like, oh, wow, like we should have like, oh, like you should pay us more, pay me more and everything. Or I, I deserve this. I deserve that. Blah, 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 blah. It's just I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe try to work hard for your own things. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just because he's getting old now, so it's just like you know you can't just be just sitting dissing your father to give you more money, and then it's just like but at the same time you still disrespect them. Like what? Why do you want? How would you give money to someone that you disrespect like all the time publicly? <laughs> <laughs> publicly, mind you. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. 
that's his son, man. They both both got the whole Petty Crocker thing going with them. They got <laughs> a whole lot of drama with that. They definitely do. I will say that. Oh, yeah, but in regards to the whole music uh, festival um experience and everything, would you consider um like going to like another festival outside of Dreamville Fest? I would actually. It's funny that you ask because a couple of the people that I kept in contact with after the fest, there's some festival heads. Like these guys have been at it looks like every festival since Dreamville. Like stuff that I didn't even know was going on. Uh... The only thing that I will say is I cannot imagine going to a fest in the dead of summer just because of how hot it is. And then with Dreamville, you couldn't leave and come back in. Like once you were in, you were in. If you left, you couldn't come back. At least that's what they said. So yeah. it's like once you're there, you have to prepare for it was like 10 hour days. You know what I mean? No, seriously. Yeah. Like a lot of us had to be there since like what, like way in the morning, I think? Or was it like one yeah, o'clock? Yeah, especially if you want to beat the lines and stuff. I think the doors opened at 12. So I mean yeah. if you were gonna go the whole day, you were there from 12 to 10 at night, 10 ish at night, I think is when they wrapped up. Yeah, no, for sure, man. For sure, bro. That was that was so that event is just Dreamville is so wild, man. Because it's like it's just it's it's obviously like the same vibe with people and everything, but it's like it just it changed the way how it just kind of changed from like the first year, just like okay, just pull up and go to line, and then you see the event. So it's just one day, and now it's like a two day event and everything. What if it like became like a three day event, like next? Year? <laughs> I do that honestly. I I really like the the energy that a festival brings because it's like all these people are in town for the same thing. The multiple days makes it kind of cool because, you know, some see you tomorrow type shit. Like, hey, where are we going to link up today? Let's do this. Let's do that. So I actually like that. I would I would pay for a three-day festival. Yeah, they, they really made it. They rated, They made it, like, really, really, um, they made it very interesting that way because they brought new dynamics of the process where it's just not like, okay, well, peace out or whatever. But now it's like you're there and, like, then you meet up. I'm actually looking through the photos right now and everything. I'm trying to count <laughs> everybody there we were rolling in so deep man and it was just it was so crazy like just a bunch of smiling faces like this is definitely something that is just that like, you would put in a time capsule you know mm -hmm. like, For sure. like it's just like everybody's positive everyone's chilling and so on and like uh, a couple of the people i still one of them i don't know to keep in contact contact but it's like that was like it's like i know like jay ford i've been trying to get him on the podcast for a while he just dropped the project um, I think like Vent to Me Lord, I think it was something like that. Vent, Vent something. He literally dropped like a project, uh, just recently. Like, if you maybe follow him on social media, do you follow him on social media by any chance? I think I, I do because that name sounds familiar. I think, um, I think I interact with him like here and there, but I, I can say I haven't talked to him, but I do think that I have him on social media. Yeah, man, it's crazy trying to get him on the podcast because he lives in the same town as me, I think. Um, <laughs> He literally, I think he lives in Concord or something like that. He doesn't live too far. I guess he's just always busy because he has his own like uh, detailing business with the whole uh, car situation. So it's like he's he's making his own bread that way and stuff. Yeah, but. it's only so much time in the in the day, as they say. So when you got projects and things going on, it's 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 hard to do everything. That's kind of what happened with us. Um, it wasn't all your fault. Like I know your week was spotty, but then my week was kind of spotty too. And it's like I want to do it, but other things are coming up, and then that little couple hours of downtime that you get you kind of just don't even feel like being bothered so 
No, no, I feel that, man. That's just adult life as a whole and everything. And I, I don't want to be come across like I'm passionate with the whole podcast thing. It's like, hey, you want to do this podcast? Oh, what's what your schedule? Like, what's like, I swear I got to do that so many times a day for a while. Like, I want to be over with this so fast. But it's like, once I set my mind on like trying to get hit like a certain goal, like I'm always stuck on that until I reach it. So it's just like, like now you're like the 100th, 11th episode. Now I got like 39 more episodes to do until i actually reach my goal which is now now becoming more and more uh more viable now it's just crazy yeah you're right around the corner great work really <laughs> and everything it's just um I, i'm gonna have to pull up to some events this month though to see if i can actually like get more interviews and i know like i got a friend of mine um named trey rhodes here in charlotte and everything he's shooting like an event on october the 15th i need to find some way to like bring more eyes to that event um because i know he he was able to promise me uh to get more interviews so for my podcast and i think there's gonna be like 23 people um uh performing at that event so it's just like it's all just yeah it's just all in the matter of uh really getting that situated and stuff um all right so we seem to be getting close to the end of this recording we could probably just hop out and then we can just hop on again you might have some time to hop on again uh crystal yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. We can definitely hop on again. Hold up. All right. Okay, this is the other half. All right, back at it. Um. All right, so uh, Miss Crystal, we want to go dwell deeper into your background and everything. I know you say you're uh, born and raised in Virginia, correct? I am. I'm born and raised in Virginia. Um. I don't know. My life's not that excited. <laughs> I kind of say to myself, have a good time when I can. I've been traveling more at work. I mean, traveling is yeah. pretty exciting. Where you be traveling to? Uh, my latest traveling, so my favorite travelings. I actually spent my birthday in Puerto Rico this year. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not interesting. I've been wanting to travel. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of fun. I actually like the whole progress, the whole um, going to the airport, getting on the plane, the flying, the landing. I like the whole thing. Um, but we had a great time. Very beautiful place. Okay, that's wonderful. And uh, outside of Puerto Rico, what are, the, are, are what are some other places you've traveled to? Uh, last year, I went to Las Vegas for my birthday. That's nice. That's great. Yep, it's good to actually go out of town. So Las Vegas, Puerto Rico, and what other places have you been to? Most of my other traveling has been pretty small. I mean, of course, I'm in Virginia, so I've been to like New York, um, Ohio. Hold on, little... Hold on. It's, my, it's my dog in the background. Hold on. Dang, and we're recording too. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's just like every time I, somebody comes to the first uh, in front of the front door and everything, uh, like it's just like he has to meet them. He has to talk to them. But uh, yeah. Anyway, going into detail about um, uh, your background and the in the places you've been to and everything. I know Las Vegas, Puerto Rico. You want to go into detail like your experiences with the uh, Puerto Rico and how uh, how that was? Yeah. Ah. Um actually a really lasting trip i had one foot in the door one foot out the door as to what i actually wanted to do with my birthday and i decided last minute fuck it i'm just gonna book the trip <laughs> so i did i only went for a weekend but we had some pretty fun excursions planned um i did atv riding for the first time through the rainforest so that was a lot of fun a lot of great sightseeing 
Um, and then also we did a six hour catamaran boat tour. So catamaran is a kind of boat. They loaded the boat up. They had food, refreshments, um, unlimited alcohol. And they took us around to a couple of different islands where you were able to get off and, you know, swim around if you wanted. The water was so clear, so beautiful. Um, there was snorkeling. You could kind of set up on the beach and just lounge around for a little bit. And then they pretty much took us back into the mainland. It was a lot of fun. That is crazy, man. That's cool. So it's just like, you know, that snorkeling, endless alcohol and all that. So it's like you had like a travel, like, because I know some people go with like a group and everything. But is there like some kind of like, a, not like a travel agency, but it's like some kind of vacation agency where they just kind of walk you and take you on tours to do all these other events? So you just had to decide what you want to do on your own? No, yeah, I planned the whole thing myself. I didn't use an agency or anything. So, you know, had to get the plane tickets, the hotel, and then also pay separately with the businesses that we wanted to do the activities with. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's that's actually really cool. Because I've been thinking about some places I'll be wanting to go. Like, I know Bahamas is definitely one place I have to go to one time. I'm thinking maybe maybe I should probably take, her, take my mom's for that for her birthday or whatever and just like you know that or what if i should just go for my birthday but would it be kind of redundant that i gotta go back to back or whatever <laughs> i don't know or maybe like maybe go to jamaica maybe make it a priority because one thing that i regret is not traveling more sooner mm. um i turned 27 this year and my first big time traveling that i consider my big time traveling was when i went to las vegas and that was for my 26th birthday but, you know, there's so much fun to be had. I wish that I would have started when I was, like, 21. So if you're thinking about a trip, you know, make it happen because life is short. And um, you don't want to go out of here without having been anywhere. <laughs> oh, no, most definitely. Like, I have a list of places I want to go. I definitely want to return to my native Liberia. That would be wonderful and everything. But beyond that, just for kicks or, kicks or whatever, like, I definitely want to go to the Bahamas. I know I spoke about it earlier, Jamaica. I definitely want to hit Las Vegas. Um and for OVO Fest, I know because Drake has OVO Fest. <laughs> uh, J. Cole got Dream Fest. Uh Drake has OVO Fest. OVO Fest is only in Toronto, right? I wish I knew to be honest. I'm not even sure. I think so. Okay, well then that's the reason for me to go to Canada. Like, you know, I, I think I had a friend out there in Canada. She's she's visiting here in Georgia right now, but can't really meet up with her. Um definitely want to go to cali texas you know just all types of places and everything like now i feel like i might have a little bit more time maybe next year um so i can be able to do all sorts of things so definitely got to get my passport pretty soon and that's exactly what i do what i want to do is like uh the islands maybe go to cancun who knows cancun seems to get a whole lot of um you get a whole lot of reviews for things of that nature. So yeah, that would be cool. But and in terms of like the first time you've ever traveled out, is it was it just you going to Las Vegas? No, actually, like a girls' group. I had a time to plan that one better. And actually, my birthday is at the beginning of August, and my best friend's birthday are at the kind of like beginning of September. So we planned the trip in the middle, so it could be a celebration for both of us. But there was um, five of us total. So the four girls and then my sister, who also went with us, she brought her boyfriend. Okay, that's... Wait, she brought her boyfriend? Mm-hmm. So a girl's trip? Well, I guess I shouldn't have said a girl's trip. It was mostly girls. It wasn't really labeled as a girl trip, but she wanted to bring her boyfriend. So we, we accommodated 
<laughs> not a, not be accommodated. It's not like why'd you bring him here? Like, what? It's not supposed to get lit. No, I'm just playing. But that's cool that you. What's up? No, I just was saying he's cool people, so we didn't mind having him along. Okay, well that's cool. That's nice that y'all y'all cool like that. Y'all can bring uh, significant others and everything to a trip to Las Vegas and stuff of that nature. Can you go into detail on all the things that you did um while you were out there in Las Vegas? Oh, yes, be ready to party, okay? Because the city does not sleep. Um, now, I don't know how it is in North Carolina, but here in Virginia, everything is basically closed by 2 o'clock as far as bars and clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol sales anywhere else is over 12, you know? So not 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 too crazy of a nightlife scene out here. So Vegas was the complete opposite. We stayed at the beautiful Venetian Hotel. Amazing place. Um so beautiful on the bottom. The rooms are really nice. The top of the place had different restaurants and um, like all kind of designer stores and stuff. It was basically like a little mall at the top of it. Um, so even just walking around the hotel was an experience. Of course, the casinos, they're open all night long. Bars everywhere. Drinks are constantly going. That hotel had four different clubs inside of it. <laughs> all with their own themes. So anytime we wanted to leave the room to go to any of the clubs we could have, um, we did a lot. You know, I would say that the highlights, we found out about a pool day party that was happening in a neighboring hotel. I think it was the Cosmopolitan. That's another really beautiful hotel. Oh, nice. Um, The rooftop day pool party. So when we stepped off the elevator, it was like, if you imagine an adult water park, that's kind of what the vibe was. <laughs> like there were many waterfalls that you could swim through. They had beds in the water that you could sit on, like floating bed table situations. On the top floor? Yeah. Dang. Yep. That's crazy. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to check in with you in regards to these other places for sure. That, that might seem that might seem pretty you could be my travel agent to that degree <laughs> on places to go because i'll be thinking i'll be wanting to go to like to these places but i had to go like by myself in a way and i'd be like should i go by myself like should i bring somebody i'm like now nah, i want to go by myself you know it's just like yeah i can clear my head you know stuff of that nature uh you know just stuff go but it's me. like yeah yeah i say go for it if you got a place that you want to travel um especially with you being a guy you do have a little bit of an edge as far as security goes because the likelihood that somebody just kind of wants to snatch you up is a lot lower uh they might want to rob you but you know you can kind of finesse your way around that a little bit easier but you don't have that element of like always having to look over your shoulder from my perspective yeah man i know it's crazy for y'all i just saw a video i think a clip where it's like they're doing all these other one girl was trying to explain like how like people can get snatched up, like how they have like some tags uh, tied to your uh, to your uh, car door and everything, just to let whoever know that there's only one person uh, in that yep. car. Or it's like how they leave money on the windshield, and it might have like some um, lace with something that you touch and it makes your arm numb and you fall down. Or it's like they they ball up, they do the same thing with uh, balling up a piece of brown paper and just putting it in the behind the handle. It's like that's so extra, like really just to snatch people up and everything. Like, bro, like why are people that psychotic? You know, doing the absolute most. Like, why? Well, why is it? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just creepy. It is. It's 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 getting so bad. Like, I love technology. I think it brings a lot of great things, but mm-hmm. I also think that it has a an evil edge to it in a sense that mm-hmm. people take advantage of and like the air tags, the Apple air tags, I've heard that they're taking those and planting them on women's cars. 
and basically like and the women if you happen to have an iphone you get the notification that it's an air tag nearby which mm. is how people are finding this stuff out but i don't know it's some evil geniuses out here it's it's scary that's doing so much just to possess another human being. I mean, there's so many things you can do in to your time. You can read a book, you can work <laughs> out, you can meditate. Yeah. <laughs> you need to grab another human being and hunt them down like they're an animal. Like yeah. I personally I think it's sex trafficking, and this is way off topic, but I think the the people who are going to that amount of effort are collecting these women for sex trafficking i mean of course but it's like hey you're free to talk about anything on the mental death podcast if you got a topic we can speak on it i know it might be a crazy transition <laughs> from like music but that's so crazy and everything do you, do you know like i don't want to say actually you know a whole lot about it but it's like do you, did you like any like kind of quips or any type of other information you want to let other people know regards the whole sex trafficking process because you know it's that's a crazy business man like just snatching people up just to send them away it's just taking them from families and stuff like I mean, I know they did the same thing with people, with, with, with black people on the ships and everything back then, but it's just like, you know, like, in this day and age, like, the whole sex trafficking thing, like, it's, that's very depressing and scary, though, mm -hmm. when you think about it. It is, um, you know, my parents, I've heard my parents say this kind of old-fashioned saying, but it's, um, you know, there are things worse than death, and to me, that's one of the worst things, like, literally being taken away from everything that you know and put into sex trafficking and they're like weird guys and stuff doing stuff to you. And I guess it's really no telling the amount of abuse that these uh, women are suffering and you don't even get to die, you know? Death would probably be sweet as morbid as it sounds because um, a lot of these people are never making it home, you know? But as yeah. far as advice that I have that I would share is just kind of general safety tips. Um, I'm what you would call a hypervigilant person, you know, with therapy talk says that that's a, a trauma response but if it is I feel like it's a superpower you know because it keeps me safe and I'm I'm always aware I think that as women we tend to lack awareness and I get it nobody wants to go through their day-to-day -day duties looking over their shoulder especially if it doesn't come natural to you but I think we're living in a time where it's necessary um, especially when you are doing things habitually, like you always go to the same store at the same time on Sundays, for example, or you work at a job and you get off late and you're always having to walk to your car. Um, just be mindful, you know, put your phone down, look around, have someone on the phone, maybe while you're walking to your car. Don't spend a long time getting in your car, whatever you have in your hand, like throw it in your passenger seat, get in the car, lock the door. Please do not sit in a car with unlocked doors. This goes for men too, honestly, because People will pull up on you at a stoplight and snatch your door open and rob you and jack you right there, you know? But it's not just robbing, too. Like, there could be... We could also be, like, taken for sex trafficking also. Like, I mean, I know women are mostly, like, typical and everything in terms of, like... Not typical, but it's, like, you know, they're usually, like, you know, like, what you would assume a sex trafficker would seek out. But you never know what type of things people are into and everything or what, you know, what their prey might be and everything. And it's just, like, a lot yeah, of them missing. Yeah, definitely not to imply that men don't have dangers. Um, don't want to give that impression. It's just that the majority of sex trafficking victims are women and children. But men, you guys have your own set of dangers. You know, people want to rob you. Men are normally the providers. So they kind of see money when they see you. And they that's kind of the thing that men goes through, um, in my opinion. I mean, I don't hear that much about male sex trafficking victims, but anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, man, it's... 
some that's some scary situation. I know. I think I saw a documentary about things like that in community college. I think it was like so long ago and everything. I can't. I'm 24 nowadays. I started community college when I was 18. How how where did all the time go? But it was just like yeah, just to hear like about situations where people can legit get snatched up out of nowhere. It's just that's that's a very depressing situation, man. Like that's it's just like you know. It's good that it's like I I feel like I would um recommend women to actually take more like martial arts classes. Have you considered taking uh, more martial arts classes? That's such a good question. So I actually have taken martial arts classes. Um it's been quite a while now. It's been it's been too long, but when I did it, I made it up to um competing like as a yellow belt. Cool. I did it for about a year and a half and I only fell off because at the time, I didn't have the commitment needed to really practice it on a daily basis to where it would have been something that I feel like was very practical. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, I have thought about getting back into it, um, but I did Taekwondo. What I would like to do is a more combat-focused form of martial arts, maybe like uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Oh. I've looked into that. I've also looked into kickboxing. So I'm kind of undecided, but definitely it is on my list of things to make a a hobby. Krav Maga ain't bad either. Like, uh, you know, you know what Krav Maga is? Not off top. Not off top. See, Krav Maga is actually um a, a self defense system created by uh, Israeli um soldiers um mm -hmm. and stuff of that nature so they call what is Krav Maga? i think it's translated as close combat and uh then mm -hmm. uh in, in israeli something like that but it's like yeah basically like they basically um make it to it's like where you can fight off against like uh um people armed with knives you know it's like real life situations type uh uh be. I was gonna go with Krav Maga for a time in my life, but I feel like I'm more leaning towards uh, Muay Thai. I feel like Muay Thai might be something I want to do because there's no belt system with Muay Thai. You just keep doing it. It's like boxing and like kickboxing and stuff. It's just you just keep doing it and just keep building skill uh, for it. It's just the only problem with Muay Thai. It's just like it's not really so much on the defensive or the wrestling. That's as far as more all offensive. So it's just just something I was thinking about doing, but I feel like I need to. Uh, if I were to go with something, it would be Muay Thai, in my personal opinion. But yeah, yeah, that's good that you actually take the due diligence to actually uh, learn some type of martial arts and everything. I feel like that could really take you, at least give you more of a fighting chance, like in those type of higher situations. But like, you never know. You know. People end up freezing and they don't know what to do after that. So it's just, it can be... And you know, that's usually the part that gets people caught up the most, I feel like is not being able to control that emotional reaction that you have when you're like, oh shit, this is actually happening. And even though I did only do Taekwondo for a year and a half and Taekwondo is not not really combat um, focused, it's very forms, it's very traditional. It really does start off slow. That's not really the purpose to be offensive with it. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really make it to that point, but even so we had sparring sessions and my my sensei, he would kind of beat up on me. Like, he knows that I'm tough. <laughs> you know, he knows he can make an example out of me when it was time to practice certain things. So he would kind of beat up on me. Um, and then the sparring masters and stuff like that, even though I was very new, he still had me spar. And even that just a little bit of experience being in the heat of the moment, I definitely feel like it's something that I've taken with me. You know, like I might not remember the forms and stuff. Mm -hmm. But to being able to control that initial emotional response, to think of a plan, to think of like what my next move is going to be, 
that has stuck with me. And I think that's something that everyone should have. Like you should be able to come outside your house and be a weapon to some degree. Yeah, man. It's just like, that's one thing like I wish I won't say I regretted growing up is that I really, really wish I could have just like, like dead learned some type of like martial arts like growing up. Cause I feel like that could really like help in regards to my development and stuff of that nature, like just in life and in general, just confidence and everything in general. Like uh, just knowing that it's like that you're secure wherever you go. It's just like, you know, that could really help you like just, just in all types of parts of life and stuff. But it's like, uh, yeah, man, that, that's, this is, this sex trafficking stuff is no joke at all. That's, that's some scary stuff. Um, For real. Really what? I was just agreeing with you. I was saying it really is scary. Yeah, seriously. Do you feel like black women are, are usually like uh, most likely um to be uh, a target in regards to those situations? You know what? I do. I do feel like black and brown colored women um are more often a target. And the reason why I think so is not that there aren't, you know, beautiful white women or women of other races. But we all know that the that law enforcement responds differently, <laughs> you yeah. know, to certain people's cases. And because it isn't treated with the same priority or the same resources aren't dedicated to it. And you hear these stories about a lot of black families reporting missing persons and it takes, you know, some ungodly amount of time for the police to actually say, okay, this is a missing persons case. And by that time, you know, the chances for recovering a missing person drop severely after the first 24 hours. And so often we see where these black and brown girls don't make it back home. They don't make it back home um, alive. <clears throat> and when we do find them somewhere down the road, they're, you know, their remains. Yes. It reminds me of, uh, oh, oh my God, what was the name of the blonde girl who went missing recently? And it was like worldwide coverage when this girl went missing. I forgot her name. What was her name? I, you know what? It's crazy. I wouldn't have thought I would have been able to forget it because I heard it so much, but her boyfriend ended up uh, killing her. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I really am trying. Because I don't know, every time we're on social media, it's always like another thing. Like every day, it's like one person gets killed by their significant other. Someone Gabby. gets smashed up. Something happens. Uh, you, you figured out? Was it like Gabby Petito or something like that? It was something. It was something. something. But the point that I was going to make was not that this, you know, white girl didn't deserve to have people looking for her when she went missing, but it was the way that this, you know, unsuspecting girl, she's not a high profile individual. She's not the president's daughter, you know, anything like that. And her story was broadcasted across the world in a matter of hours. You could not get away from this girl's face. Gabby Petito, I wanted to say her name was. Mm. You could not get away excuse me, from this girl. And what ended up happening during the searching process of trying to find her, they covered so much area searching for her, thinking that they were going to find the body and found, I don't want to misquote it, but at least one other individual during their search for her. But I want to say it was more like three or four people that they uncovered in these barren areas. And it just kind of made the point that, wow, why didn't we put forth this same amount of effort to find this person? You know, like, why are we finding this person in the search for another person? And and 
it's simple stuff like the, the person may have gone missing, you know, within a couple of miles where it would have made sense that this area would have been searched back when that person was missing and that didn't happen. So I just say that to say I do think that black and brown women are targeted because um, the standard is lower. The, the response is not as powerful when it comes to finding women of color. Yeah, man, it's just, it's depressing. And it's just like, you know, I feel like a lot of people, I don't want to say they want to push that agenda of like, of just like, oh, like rape culture and everything. There might be on the, some people might disclose and they go, oh, that's a hoax or that's a myth and everything. I feel like I'm more 50-50 in regards to rape culture uh, being uh, existent on the, I was like, one thing, if there was no such thing as rape culture, then there wouldn't be any sort of like sex trafficking, you know, that already that already kind of like validates that rape culture does have some form of degree of uh, mm -hmm. legitimacy to it. You know what I'm saying? Because like somebody's buying these people. Some there's some sort of uh, there's some whether if it's white being the one percent, whatever, whatever, whoever. Like somebody's doing something, you know, to really like you know push that as, as emotion, yeah. you know, because it's like you know before there was plantation, the people working on the plantation, what they need workers, who are they trying to grab people from Africa. You know, so it's just like, you know, there's always someone buying into things like that. We live in a capitalistic society, and, you know, and it's just someone's paying when there's a demand for something, there's someone's paying for something. So it's just like, you know, from like things like prostitution, um, blah, 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 things of that nature, you know, like to say something that rape culture just doesn't exist or people just kind of like get on with their lives and just try to like invalidate it is kind of asinine. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know like there was this one dude that was sitting on the table like uh, rape culture doesn't exist, changed my mind, and blah blah blah. And it's just like you know to his degree, like I guess like um in order in order to validate it on like uh, it's more crucial, but like I feel like there is like a sense of some form of rape culture, rape culture to some degree or another, where uh, even like the Epstein uh situation with the island, or mm -hmm. it's just um just general like old dude that uh that um. That basically had sex with that girl while she was like, uh, you, you know, you know, the white dude that went to jail for, it, but like not for a long time, and everything like, uh, how his parents say it's just like, oh, it was nothing. It was just forty five minutes of fun, or you, you know what I mean, or some some type of fifteen minutes of fun or something like that, where the girl was like drunk and passed out, and like dude just did whatever he did, and then just like they're trying to like you know justify his action, and I'm like, dude, like how? And then we have the whole abortion situation where it's like they want to fight the uh, whole act of abortion. And in case of a situation uh, where it's like someone gets sexually assaulted, they'd be like, it's just, it's just, it's a lot to really, to think like, so they really, really convince themselves that there's no such thing as a rape culture. You know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think anyone who says and, or feels that there is not any rape culture whatsoever is being willfully ignorant and tone deaf. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you made a great point right there. Sex trafficking, this is, it's no question as to whether or not sex trafficking is happening. It is happening, which mm -hmm. automatically means that there's a market for it. No one would be risking their freedom going to the, in their life, going to the lengths that they're going to to snatch these people and take them wherever it is they're taking them for, for fun, for no reason. You know, it wouldn't be called sex trafficking. Then it would be a serial killer or a serial rapist if that was the case. So someone yeah. is buying these people in order for them to be trafficked and that right there does validate that there is a rape culture because why would you even 
want to be sexually involved with someone who's afraid and probably like dirty and really been through the ringer on the process of coming here and they don't want you. You know, you still want to have sex with them and it's going to be very clear that they don't want you and that they're a victim. And that's a problem. It's really sick. There is plenty of free, legal, consensual vagina out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's unnecessary, you know. So you got to really be a sick person to... Objectify someone to that degree where it's like you invalidate their humanity. Or yeah. it's like, you know, like what's even the point? I can never really understand that. Cause it's like sex is such like like an emotional and spiritual thing at the same time, too. And it's just like, don't you want to connect with that person? Or it's just like, you know, it's just like how how much do you look down on yourself where you feel like you need to snatch somebody and like really like you know, really take away all agency from them to really choose them yeah. just so you can like sleep with them, just to feel something, you know, yeah. like that's weird to me. It's just like, that's a, that's some type of psychotic, there's something psychotically wrong with you. To that yeah. Like I get that sex is just like a biological thing. You know, it's just like, we all going to have an urge to want to lay with somebody eventually. You know, but it's like that's up to you to really build on your value as an individual or at least realize like what works for you and what doesn't instead of trying to make it somebody else's problem. You know, like it's yeah, just yeah. I just can't, man. It's just because it's like that's not fair to their families either. Like imagine it's just like you say your daughter out to like and she's doing whatever and then out of nowhere you don't see her for like five, seven years because she's been missing because somebody had some weird fetish, you know, like that's yeah. just. It, it it becomes more asinine the more like you talk about it like really go into detail like, there's really people out here who take advantage of other people like that and just go about their day like it's nothing you know everything that I've heard on the subject um, not necessarily in the conversation about sex trafficking but I think that it's related when they talk about why rapists do what they do why, why, why rapists do what they do yeah. yeah why rapists you know rape people and get enjoyment from it mm -hmm. and they often say it's a power thing the psychologists that have have uh, studied it it's not really about the sexual pleasure like the sexual pleasure comes secondary mm -hmm. to the mental high of being on that power trip and having the ego stroked in that way and a lot of rapists want to see their victims afraid like they like that part of it more than they like anything else is realizing that they've exerted control over this person and seeing that person's response. Then they get turned on, then they do what they do. So it's it's definitely a lot of sickness in the world. I'm glad that the conversation about mental health is coming about because I think an uncomfortable truth that people maybe haven't realized or don't want to talk about is that these people aren't aliens from another planet. You know, the people that are doing this, they're human beings like us. They're your neighbors. There's your, your neighbor's son, your neighbor's grandson. They're the people right next door, another human being like you. Something happened to them throughout their lifetime to corrode them the way that they've been corroded. Yeah, mentally, for them to really be on We're all born the same way, right? Like we're all born babies. We don't know left from right, up from down, you know, red from blue. So something has to happen to you throughout your lifetime for you to become such a demented, corroded person. And I think that's mental health on the worst part of the spectrum that you can be on. So yeah. the fact that we're working to create more awareness about mental health, I'm feeling really encouraged that it's going to stop a lot of people from going down that path, whatever that path may be. 
Yeah, no, seriously. I, I feel like actually I saw a video and everything because it's like I know this is why fathers are so important. But they say like, you know, I don't know what the statistic is and everything, but it's just like I think one of my mentors like dropping on his story one time and everything like, you know, people are more likely to go to jail, like want to commit suicide, be more depressed and more likely be like, like you said, a rapist without a father in the household or a decent role model to look up to or some of that nature. I'm not saying that's linked entirely and whatnot, but it's like I feel like there's so many aspects of the environment that creates a human being as they are, as for what they are. And yeah, I feel like I'm glad though. Actually, we're also looking at mental wellness, uh, uh, mental health, uh, wellness uh, to that degree where we can actually be more attentive in regards to like development, even with children too, um, and adolescents and into adulthood also to really get the answers that we get, um, in regards to like um who's becoming what and uh, uh and just certain habits we need to really just kind of like I don't know about shut down or whatever, but in terms of really like uh to really um learn how to manage a lot more uh, appropriately because i know like with the whole jeffrey dahmer situation cause i know jeffrey dahmer is becoming more popular now because of the whole netflix thing like even his father said like dude as a kid used to play with like uh with the dead bones of animals like they were dice and like even as a kid he would like bury or like overly um it would like overly uh you'll be obsessed when it comes to like dead animal remains and these are all the like key red flags to serial killers. Like that's how they start and everything. So it's like in a in a parallel universe, Jeffrey Dahmer probably would have became like a really good like surgeon or something. Like if he had like like uh or some kind of in the me medical field to some degree with if he had a curiosity for things like that, it could have been channeled a lot more constructively through healthcare or something. And just imagine like, you know, what what probably would have happened had it not went down that path. And it's just it's just sad, you know, like, cause like a lot of people maybe probably don't, we can't choose a lot of our environments or what families we're born into. We do make choices in regards to how we treat others. And that's no excuse for how people end up becoming rapists or anything. And it all starts from like your lack of empathy, which really more coincides with narcissism as a whole. So like, that's just my stance with that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what's great? We've been talking about this subject for so long. <laughs> Now, in the first time we're talking about Dreamville Fest and everything, you know, it's just like, you know, I really need to learn how to pick topics a little bit easier like, before we hop on because, like, literally, it just, it was just so easy to carry on through. But we literally have, like, a couple minutes and everything. Um, um, and we got to come to a close. Um, is there anything else you want to let other people know um, before uh, we hop off uh, this episode of the Mental Threats Podcast? Um, no, no, I, we did a lot of great talking. Um, thanks for having me. I've never done a podcast before, so this is a first, but I enjoyed it. No, no, it's fun. I'm glad that you hopped on and everything. Cause actually, I don't think we ever, I don't think I ever had an episode we even focus on that subject matter at all in regards to sex trafficking and, and stuff of that nature, you know, it's just, and just all the clips and quotes that comes uh, with that. And stuff, but I feel like it's definitely a conversation we really need to start having a lot more often, uh, for sure, because that really could uh, I don't want to say save people's lives, but it really could help uh, in regards to raising self awareness uh, for those subject matters, um, and just and stuff of that nature. So it's like it was a weird transition from like you know traveling and everything and then stuff, but it's like yeah, I feel like it came around full circle, like from Dreamville Fest and then traveling and then to something serious as that. But it's like yeah, I feel like it works. It all works. Yeah, it's like, oh, I do love the cool. He's such a great artist. By the way, have you heard about the sex trafficking? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, seriously, it's like it's like most definitely, but it's like a, I feel like it's a conversation that definitely needs to be had, um, because uh, the statistics it's very it's very uh, daunting and everything. It, it's just just the type of um, just the just the just how often a lot of people have been victimized through sexual assault or just being um being snatched up for sex trafficking and just everything that just kind of coincides with that from all types of abuse. We definitely need to, as a society, in order for us to grow more positively, we need to really, we need to really, really be mindful of these archetypes and, and stuff of those people that, uh, that may, um, may push those, um, whether if it's, uh, in secret or whatever, we need to be, uh, be able to crack down on, uh, individuals of that nature. Uh, um, even in rape culture as a whole, I feel like a lot of this could be, uh, it could be, I don't want to say reverse, but definitely, it could definitely be contained to the point where, where we can, where it wouldn't have to be a problem for years to come, whether if it be in this decade or next decade, we need to really take those steps to really, uh, address these, situation as best as possible so it's like that's just my stance on that yeah most definitely but that's it for the mental threats podcast um this uh, this is episode 111 <laughs> it was a dang dang good episode um i only got like about 39 more episodes to go before i reach 150 so it's like you know i really would like to thank miss crystal thompson um, and for the episode would you want me to pull out like, your instagram name as the episode title or your actual full night name um yes let's do my ig name so folks can find me <laughs> okay 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 that's fine that's all good most definitely i can definitely get that situated or maybe i could put a bit of both who knows but um anyway that's it for the mental threads podcast uh we sewn in and now we are sewing out <laughs>